Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. This is podcast 95. Thank you for all the downloads and continuing on this journey with me in this era of popular culture. At the end of this, we'll talk about some previews, but we're continuing our adventures with Flash Gordon the comic strips. Okay? I have these really, I have these magnificent volumes from Checker. You can check them out online. You can buy them. They're really great to have. Uh, they're a hardcover uh, version, and every uh, episode of those uh, comic strips are in color. And the art is popping and beautiful. Okay, so first we'll talk a little bit about Alex Raymond, and then we'll continue with our adventures here. Alex Raymond uh, was a really famous uh, comic strip artist, and he also created uh, Agent X-9 and uh, Jungle Jim. He was a character that eventually uh, uh, Johnny Weissmauer played in uh, the serials, those movie serials you see every now and then on Turner Classic Movies. Raymond uh, continued with the strip for a long while, up until he joined the Marines during World War II, and we'll cover that subject. Now, by volume four of this uh, group of books, uh, why were there no more Hawkmen? Why were there no more Lion Men? What happened to them? I'll tell you what happened to them. During this time period, there was a big debate about a controversial subject, which is still controversial today, which is evolution. Charles Darwin's theory and his other book called The Descent of Man, okay? He also uh, figured, well, you know, if I have monkey people and lion people and hawk people in this, people will uh, start to get ideas and say that, and the National Syndicate will say, you can't have that, that's controversial, you have to take that out of the strip or you, uh, we're going to take the strip away from you or we'll cancel it altogether. So he just did the ultimate editing. He just didn't write about them anymore and concentrated mostly on the human characters or alien human characters. Ming the Merciless, Flash Gordon, his girlfriend Dale, the brilliant scientist uh, Dr. Hans Zarkoff, Baron, Aura, his wife uh, by this time, and uh, all the other people of Mongo. Later on, other artists, when they took it over, they thought that whole idea was pretty silly. So they had wolf men and lion men and all these other creatures that joined them. If you watch the Flash Gordon animated TV series, which is really great, I'll have to do an Anto nose on that. That even has a similar voice, the fellow that plays the voice of Ming the Merciless is the same fellow that did the voice of the original Skeletor. Okay, so volume four, the uh, art style changes. It looks more like Prince Valiant. Everybody's wearing like helmets and medieval clothes and Robin Hood-like things. They're using bows and arrows and ray guns and swords. Sort of like the adventures of Robin Hood. If you ever saw that Errol Flynn movie, that's what it kind of looks like. So they continue with their adventures to go and bring down Ming. They do all kinds of adventures with these miners and all these other things. Uh, 
uh, Baron and Dale and Zarkov uh, journey with them to gather allies to try to defeat Ming once and for all. Eventually, uh, Baron has a son named Prince Aram, okay, and he uh, he almost uh, gets uh, kidnapped and things like that. So he tells them that in the distant uh, land of Phrygia, which is the frozen part, sort of their North Pole, and he tells them, I have a cousin there. She's a distant cousin, but she's nevertheless my cousin. I will uh, journey with her. You have to go there and try to get her to convince her that we have to fight Ming together. Okay? And uh, so they they just uh, decide to do that. Uh, Flash uh, uncovers a plot to kidnap the son from Ming's men, but they thwart him, of course. So they all go to Queen Freya's land, the frozen ice, and they wear these, like, uh, suits that protect them from the cold, and the people of, of uh, Phrygia wear this, like, plastic coating over their clothes to keep them as warm as toast, you know, there you go. But there are problems there, as all over Mongo, there are problems there. Giant ice worms, these giant uh, worms that are, like, they come right out of the snow, and they battle them. Finally, when they get to uh, Phrygia's kingdom, the, the city of Phrygia, uh, there's an assassination attempt on Flash, Dale, and Zarkov's life because they um, uh, he works for Ming, and he wants to kill them and seize the kingdom for themselves. He was even thinking about marrying Freya. Eventually, during an outing, during a, a hunting expedition, Flash and uh, are se- everybody is separated, and they deal with these giant ice giants. The ice giants, just like out of Norse mythology, are the ones that Conan battled, are the ones that Thor and the Warriors Three battled. These huge giant men that rule over these huge caves underneath uh, Phrygia. And uh, so they capture Queen Freya, and they made this deal with this other fellow that tried to kill Flash. And they, uh, but Flash, he's Flash Gordon, of course, he defeats them. So even ice giants are no match for them. Eventually, Freya decides, I'll pledge my loyalty to helping you, Dale, and uh, my cousin to defeat Ming the Merciless. I, I, I see now that I have to do this, she basically says. Volume 5 is a bit of a love triangle between Freya, Flash. I mean, Freya's a very beautiful woman. All these women throwing themselves at Flash Gordon. And Flash Gordon is kind of like, well, I already have a girl. And and sometimes he's, you know, kind of very silly about this. He kisses these girls and, and Dale's like, well, you know, what about me? You know, you just proposed to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So he thinks that she, he doesn't love her anymore. And then she, he says, Dale, let's get married. So he re-opposes this proposal and she accepts. Uh, and Freya's like, oh, I know you love Dale, so you can you can be with her. 
So the art style changes again. It gets a little more of a modern art. They kind of get away from all this medieval adventure type stuff. The the clothes kind of change to more like 50s and 40s uh, uh, adventure type things. And so they all fight. We uh, grow towards the uh, more science fiction style stories, space cars, space tanks, all kinds of stuff like that. Okay, uh, Flash and Dale are captured, and rather than face death at the hands of Ming, they fake their own deaths in order to stop uh, Ming from uh, executing them. And Dr. Zarkov brings them back to life. Unlike uh, Romeo and Juliet, they don't die, they come back to life. Everybody rallies against Ming. So... Queen Freya, all the other people that helped them defeat Ming once and for all. So rather than uh, face justice, Ming takes his own life. In the last panel, you see Ming laying in a bed. He took his own life than rather face justice. Uh, But worse things than Ming were happening. Flash Dale and Zarkov with the blessing of Prince Baron. Flash divides the kingdoms, gives some to Queen Freya, some to uh, all the other people that helped them along the way to defeat Ming, and say, here you go, you you help with these kingdoms. Baron is the rightful heir of Mongo, and he becomes the new king of Mongo, but he wants everybody to be free. One of the panels is striking. It says, finally, Mongo is free. But on Earth, problems were raging. World War II had just begun, and we have to fight a worse threat against democracy, against freedom. So even Flash Gordon returns to Earth with his good allies, his beautiful, I guess she was his wife by then, Finally, they never say when they ever get married, but my, my guess is that they finally do get married. And they all go back to Earth. So, okay. And uh, to uh, take it up arms against uh, the Nazis in the fight for freedom. In Volume 6, Flash Dale and Zarkov fight against tyranny on Earth. So, we instead of spaceship battles, we get battles in the air, battles on the sea. Flash joins the fight in, uh, in World War II as a soldier, I think is in the Navy, and he uh, helps as a, a flyer defeating uh, the Nazi uh, aircraft. Uh, the president awards Flash for his valor, yes, FDR. We actually see him in the panel there. And I guess because people at that time wanted to see adventures of not just space heroes, but real heroes, and all the comic strip characters and all the comic book characters, including people like Dick Tracy, and they even did comic strips that talked about them fighting World War II and so forth. The Phantom, Mantrak the Magician, they all joined the fight against uh, tyranny. And the comic book characters, too. The DC characters did it, too. Captain America from Timely, or Atlas Comics, that eventually became Marvel. Okay? 
but FDR sends them on a secret mission to travel back to the jungles of Mongo. They are reunited by Prince Baron. Eventually, they all go to the desert and meet the desert people there. I see there's a lot of influence from Dune, a lot of influence from uh, the uh, from Star Wars. Star Wars saw this. Oh, there's battles in the desert. We can do that too. Tank battles. This is, again, more World War II uh, stuff. And so we meet these people who live in the desert, and Flash eventually, uh, through his courage and his bravery, and Dale and Zarkov's ingenuity, help them defeat their enemies, so he becomes a trusted friend and ally. Volume 7 is the last one I have. There are more volumes after this, but I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. The art style changes again, becomes a little more very uh, simple. And if you've ever seen the art style of Lichtenstein, Lichtenstein was a very famous uh, artist, and he used a lot of cartoon art. So I guess Alex Raymond was inspired by him to do this kind of like pop art and a little bit uh, different, very simple, lots of broad colors, yellows, blues, purples, and so forth. And uh, they still help the desert people fight against tyranny and against all these other problems. Uh, we go to, we leave Mongo and go to the planet of witchcraft and the land of science. And in the end, Flash, Dale, and Sarkov return to Mongo, the end. Uh, Flash Gordon's creator, Alex Raymond, leaves the strip after many years. Many fans did not like that he left the strip, and many people would have rather that they ended it. Many comic strip creators leave it in their wills, like uh, Charles Schultz said, no one else draws the strip except for me, and when I'm gone, that's the end of the strip. So, But Alex Raymond didn't do that. He just let other people draw the strip while he uh, went off to fight World War II. When he came back, like many other veterans, he uh, did that. He Different artists, different writers, different uh, art style of writing. In 1956, Raymond was behind the wheel of a, convert, uh, a convertible. The car went out of control. He was killed instantly. A sad end to a great talent. Very, very, very uh, sad. But just like him, Flash Gordon continues, maybe not in the same vein, but one day we'll have to do a, Anton knows about that, I'll just have to watch all the episodes again. And now for a preview. I'm sorry I haven't been doing previews lately, but I, uh, I would say, oh yes, we have to do that, and I would forget about it or something like that. So here is your preview. This weekend I'm going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, find out more about Kang and what the Conqueror is up to. We'll see what's going on with that and all of it, uh, if it's adventures. And uh, I also will talk about all the summer upcoming movies from now and then. So if I'm in the middle of something and I have to interrupt it, so be it. Oscar time is coming up, and once in a while we'll talk about something serious. So everybody is talking about Brandon Frazier's performance in The Whale, which is going to be available on demand very soon. So we'll talk about that. Just to talk about something, a drama, 
and a little bit something serious. The human condition, as they say. I'll see you again on another Antone Nose. Bye.